You're listening to episode 46 of the We Got the Runs podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about running parodies with Colin Hayes. Welcome to the We Got the Runs podcast. I'm your host, Letty Lundquist, and I invite you to join me as we talk about all things running. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to make every run a good run. Hey runners, welcome to the We Got the Runs podcast. It's Letty and Ryan. Hi. <laughs> Ryan made a joke on one of the previous episodes and called himself my gap filler. So that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I just think sometimes it's nice to mix it up a little bit, have a different voice for people to listen to in, in between the are you talking? So out of the kindness of his heart, Ryan is no. <laughs> attending my podcast session, so I'm very lucky. Thank you. And then what's the chain on my ankle doing? <laughs> anyway, so Ryan, today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about parodies. You like parodies, right? I do. Yeah, I know you do. You have a few that um, you always mention. Which ones are those? I don't know. Which one do you mean that I mentioned? There's one I really don't like, and it's about something and bacon and bananas. The bacon pancakes? I don't think that's a parody. <laughs> I don't know. Is that it was just like it was like a it's like a cartoon song. No, no. It's I think it's Jay Z. No, but they put New it York. on top. No, they just like, <laughs> it's not a parody. It wasn't meant to be a parody. It was like actually it's a song from from some cartoon like bacon pancakes making bacon pancakes. Okay. But then it kind of has the the beat of the Jay-Z song. So someone put it on top of the Jay-Z song. But that's not a parody. Like Weird Al Yankovic, that's a parody. That, those, those are like... Which one? Weird Al Yankovic. He's done it for years. He's done it for a long time. I don't know... Will you sing guy. one for us? I don't... I can't sing. <laughs> I can't sing those. <laughs> I mean, anyone that, anyone that knows parodies would know his name. And if not, just look up his name and you'll find a million parodies. And his name is Al Pancake. <laughs> What was his name? Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Ali Yankovic. I think I'm saying that right. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, I know you like um, you like pancakes. I was gonna say, but you like parodies and pancakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know why you like parodies? Because I did some soul searching, and I can tell you why you like them. I mean, I think you like them because uh, you know they, they they tend to use songs that are popular and that are you know have good beats, and then. They add just their own lyrics to them. So, so you probably already have some attachment to the song because it's something that you've heard before and it, it, it has become popular. Yep. That's so my you, number one thing. Familiarity. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. As I say, you probably, you, so you're already starting from a, a point of enjoyment and then. Cause it makes them catchy. Yeah. And then, and then when you get the lyrics, it's kind of, it, you can listen to them and then laugh. And so it's kind of like a good combination of both. So I think it's a good way of being successful. Obviously people have done it successfully too so yeah so i'm gonna play one for you and i'm gonna make you guess and you can tell me if you know this one just by the tunes and this goes to my point that you like parodies because they're familiar so i'm gonna play this one um so you're trying to, you want me to guess? Yeah. Is that what, uh, I think it's Journey. I'm not a good with the, 
a lot of these older classic rock. Older? Okay, yes, it's Journey. And as you can see, you recognize it even just by playing the tunes. So, boom, familiarity. There we go. Everyone knows that song, even the younger people. And, I mean, I still went clubbing a few years ago. And I know I was friends with one of the DJs there. And he said around 12 o'clock or 1 a.m., they start playing all these familiar songs because people probably are at the level of intoxication where they can all appreciate the same song. And everybody jumps up and says, I know this song. So That's interesting. I would like to know the psychological, like... um analyzation of clubbers at night and how to check, you know, when to play songs. I think it's really interesting. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. He I wouldn't know it's off topic, but it, 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 I just like think that stuff's neat. Yeah, no, exactly. He said he wouldn't play any of that stuff until 12, 1 o'clock when everybody was at a certain level having a couple of drinks in, and then you kind of bond over the older, so to speak, songs or songs that just everybody knows. So also it's for a little context too with you and me. I'm actually, I'm older than you, but you grew up in Germany and for whatever reason, Germany got like the delayed music from the United <laughs> States. So like your music tastes are like you're 10 years older than I am. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh but, man. And then you throw in David Hasselhoff and you know. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know he sang because we only know him from Baywatch. Then apparently <laughs> if everyone else who's listening probably doesn't know this either, but David Hasselhoff is a big singer in Germany. Who would he have guessed? Was, Who would have guessed? He was, and he was amazing, and he was one of my first rock concerts. And <laughs> it I was rock, too? Like, you can't, yeah. can't picture him doing rock. I'm going to have to play a little bit of David Hasselhoff. I hope I don't get in trouble for using uh, copyrighted music, but here we go. So just a few seconds of enjoyment. Did you like that? <laughs> I can't say that I did. <laughs> anyway, back to the parodies. Um, another thing that parodies have to do is they have to be funny. So if they're not funny, no one's going to laugh. And then what's the point, right? So I'm going to play a little bit of this par- parody from uh, our guest today, Colin Hayes. And you tell me if you think that's funny. Went for a long run on a hot and sweaty day I felt some rubbing down below And at first it was okay But as the miles went by My little man was feeling sore There must be 50 ways to chafe your Johnson Just run in the heat, Pete Forget to use lube, Rube Be a tough man, Stan Then do it again Ignore your nads, Chad yeah, it's gonna burn bad. Let it rub your main vein, Shane. Then you'll be in pain. <laughs> that is funny. I think it, it. It made me think too. I think a lot of the. I, I actually didn't recognize that song, but uh, a lot of the songs have kind of probably a serious note to them. But then when you do a parody, it's just either makes fun of that or it's just completely different. And so when you're used to hearing it serious, and then you hear it completely different, then I think that also adds to the humor or adds to your, you know, kind of enjoyment of it. That's such a good point. Well, this one was um, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Mm. Simons. 
So some funny stuff. So last point to parodies that I figured out is they have to have some truth to them. A, a truly shared experience for runners, for example, is chafing, um, <laughs> toenails, <laughs> runner's highs, and, you know, that's why those songs are so funny to us. So I'm going to play another little part of a song that goes to toenails. Toenails and I think they're turning black Just ran a marathon, now they're all turning black And as the miles went by, I felt pain down below I was afraid to stop, now I can't feel my toes My toes are filled with pus and swollen front <laughs> That one's funny too Right? Also very catchy. So that was the last one I'm going to play, and now I'm going to do my interview. So I want to introduce the composer of these songs that make us laugh so hard. It's a guy known on the internet as the Resurrected Runner. He's not a musician by trade, but definitely an artist. He made me laugh, so I got all three of his albums and decided to ask him if he wouldn't mind hopping on to talk to us. As I mentioned before, his name is Colin Hayes, and here is my interview with Colin. All right, so I'm on here with Colin Hayes. Colin, thank you so much for joining me. You bet. Glad to be here. I'm so glad I found your music, and I want to start by asking you to tell us who you are, where you're from, and what do you do when you're not writing parodies? I, uh, I live in uh, Spokane Valley, Washington, and uh, I'm outside of uh, writing goofy songs. I am an, a freelance illustrator and a portrait artist. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Who do you normally do illustrations for? I do a lot of work for different magazines, uh, a lot of corporations. Uh, like I said, I freelance, so I, I work for a variety of clients. Uh, and you can see everything at colinhayes.com. Oh, that's awesome. We'll have to check that out. We didn't know. And uh, it's good to know. And it's usually kind of goes hand in hand with uh, somebody being a creative person that they, they're not just gifted in one area, but also another. Yeah, or highly distracted. <laughs> Or you could call it that, but that's yeah. all great. <laughs> but let's talk about your parodies. Um, how did this whole thing, this whole idea about writing them start? And what made you think about doing them and having them be running themed? Uh, before I even started doing the running songs, uh, I did a few uh, parodies for a local radio station in Seattle. Uh, just goofy little political parodies. Uh, and then when I kind of got back into running. I ran in high school and a little bit on and off after that, and then kind of got away from it for a while and got back into it pretty hardcore and started listening to a lot of different podcasts. And there was a podcast, and I'm not sure if he's still around or not, but uh, Chris Russell with Run Run Live uh, had some funny little segments on his podcast. And I thought, well, I bet you I could write some parodies for that. Cause I've, I've always been kind of interested in music. I'm not, you know, 
a trained musician or anything, but uh, so I wrote uh, the first song I ever wrote was called Ice Bath Baby. Got my ice cubes pouring into the tub. This will not be boring. Family is gonna think I've lost it when I scream like I'm being accosted. Chilling after running in suburbia. Ice bath gonna give me hypothermia. I'm so cold that I need some hot drinkage. Yes, I'm a guy, so I'm gonna have shrinkage. Shaking the ice water's delivering. Hard to break dance when you're just shivering. <laughs> and it was a spoof on an old vanilla ice song. And I'm about as white as vanilla ice, but <laughs> without the uh, the street cred, I guess. Uh, so anyway, I wrote, uh, my brain has always thought in terms of taking lyrics and changing them into something goofy. I don't know why, but maybe it's like the eighth grade boy inside of me. But uh, <laughs> so I, I wrote it, recorded it. I have recording equipment and sent it to Chris and he played it on his show. And then we kind of started working together a little bit uh, where I would write and submit a song every week or two or every you know other episode. And he would play him on his show, and he started uh, also writing skits that he would have me record, uh, like, you know, fake game shows or commercials or things like that. And uh, I would come up with the characters and all the sound effects and everything and record them and send them to him. So it was, uh, I don't know, probably two, three years worth of material that we collaborated on. Uh, and then when I'd get enough of the songs together, I would put out a collection because you know, people, I, I didn't intend to even sell them originally, but a lot of people were asking about them and wanted to know where they could get them. So I thought, well, I'll just put them online and people can buy them and download them and, you know. Yeah, them, I mean, uh, that's the perfect gift for runners. Birthdays, yeah. Christmas, I'm thinking ahead already. <laughs> yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So when you had those songs, so you basically started writing them for a podcast host and then, uh, but you seem to have a variety of genres. We have classic rock, even some country. How did you mm -hmm. pick those genres? And then specifically, how did you pick certain songs from those genres? Uh, good question. I mean, part of the song choice probably uh, reflects my age because <laughs> it's, you know, they're mostly songs that I'm familiar, familiar with, you know, kind of in my wheelhouse. Um, but sometimes I would just get bits of a song in my head and my brain would try to come up with a way to change the lyrics to, to make it running related uh, or a phrase would just hit me, you know, and, and I try to think of a song to where that would work. Uh, so it didn't, I didn't really have a particular, you know, genre in mind or any types of songs, really. It's just, I don't know how they would collect, connect in my brain, uh, you know, and just work out lyrically uh, to where I could rhyme it and, and make it uh, running related. Uh, and most of the time it would be, you know, if I'd be taking a walk or mowing the lawn or in the shower, you know, where my brain is not engaged in something, it would just... <laughs> you know, hit me out of the blue. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm probably aging myself as well with this question because mm. all of those songs completely spoke to me too. And I said, oh my gosh, I love these songs. <laughs> but yeah, oh anything well. <laughs> uh, past maybe the mid nineties, I, I have no clue about, but anything before that is, you know. Yeah. I'm kind of there with you too. So. <laughs> so, all right. So you're mowing the lawn or doing whatever, going about your day, mm-hmm. taking a shower and suddenly the sound comes to you. So then you just jump up and start writing. Is that how the creative process works with you? Yeah. A lot of times I would like, if I'd be out, you know, mowing the yard, uh, turn off the lawnmower, run inside real quick and write. A lot of times I would just write the entire thing in one quick little sitting. Uh, and then, you know, record it when I get a chance. But uh, yeah, it just most of the time it wasn't because I was trying to think of a song. It would just kind of come to me spur of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. So I have three favorite songs or I have more than that. But my absolute favorite one is Shoe Rotation. And then another one I like is the anal mileage man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then treadmill to heaven. Treadmill um, to nowhere. I think I'm sorry, treadmill yeah. to nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm mixing it with the real song. <laughs> exactly. As she's running on a treadmill to nowhere. In the health club, she's dry as it's raining outside. But you know she's surrounded by weird. She's running on a treadmill to nowhere. So how did you come up with those three? Oh, boy. A lot of times it's when I'm thinking of something in my running life, like the shoe rotation, for, for example. Uh, for a while, I had a, um, a Brooks uh, ID membership. I don't know if they do that anymore. They probably don't for non-professional runners, but they would give you a specific amount of money per year to spend on their products as long as you wore their products when you would run a race or something to basically advertise for them. So I had a ton of running shoes. I mean, I probably had 15 pair of running shoes that I was rotating, that taking up room in the closet. I had far more shoes than my wife had. <laughs> so I, I, there, there was probably a day where that became an issue. So I thought, oh, Maybe I should write a song about that. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. Yeah. So what about your own personal favorites? Um, which ones do you think are the catchiest ones, if you could pick? Uh, 
that our listeners have to listen to? Yeah. Well, like I said, the, the first one I did was Ice Bath Baby. And that was when I was getting, I, I, I'm not quite as connected as I used to be in the running community, uh, just because I'm not running a whole lot now for because of various injuries and stuff. But at the time, ice baths were very popular. And I think it's the science has kind of changed since then. This was probably 10, 10, 12 years ago. So I started taking ice baths and they were brutally painful for me, uh, you know, sitting in the freezing water. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember where that phrase came from, uh, ice bath, you know, the song, you know, uh, Ice Ice Baby is what the song's called. Right. And uh, so I decided to just write a song about it. And uh, that that became the uh, the song that I used just because the words ice, of course, are in it. But uh uh, yeah, and it's uh, most of the songs are from personal experience, one way or another. Right. Uh, another one I, I liked was um, uh, "Pain in Odd Places," which you know is from uh, Garth Brooks' uh, "Friends in Low Places." And now I got pain in odd places. I forget to lube up before. Races, you ask why not? Don't use my brain a lot. When my white race shirt shows blood traces, people look and uh, that's kind of uh, autobiographical as well, you know, chafing in certain areas because uh, <laughs> you didn't prepare ahead of time. <laughs> Uh, and then another one uh, I really liked because I actually played all the instruments on it was uh, Running So I Can Eat, which was based on Running Down the Dream by Tom Petty. Well, it's a beautiful day. I got my long run done. I put my feet back on. I was chowing. So I can eat Looking for something sweet Think I need a little treat But I can still stay petite Running so I can eat Yeah, yeah, and that, uh, again, autobiographical <laughs> where um, that was one of the biggest benefits for me and not everybody's the same but I drop a ton of weight when I'm running a lot and so I... Can of course eat more to to compensate for that, but uh, so yeah, it's all uh, personal experience, basically. That's awesome. We're really happy that we uh, found them and wanted to definitely share those with our listeners. And uh, are you going to be doing more in the future? Potentially, uh, it's been a long time since I've I've done those. Um, I don't have my little recording studio set up the way I had it uh, when last time I did them, I actually lived in the Seattle area. So it's been a little while, but um, if the mood strikes, I certainly will uh, take another step <laughs> and, and record some more. That's awesome. And um, where can your music be found most importantly for our, for our listeners to hear? Because I think you have three albums out. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, albums. Boy, that's uh, you're dating yourself now, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> they still call them that? <laughs> I don't know. What do they call them now? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I've always called them albums. <laughs> uh, you could go to resurrectedrunner.com, which is uh, 
a blog I've had for a long time. Uh, and there's a link at the top where you can uh, click on it and, and pay via PayPal. And then I upload them to you. So thank you so much for having come on. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about thank your you. songs. That was my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks again, Colin, for coming on. I had a great time talking to you. I really enjoy your music and I hope you get back on it and produce more running songs because I think we can't have enough of those, um, especially with all this new music as well that's out there. I think your music makes great gifts that we can give each other. <laughs> so anyway, I want to move on and talk to you guys what's about to come next week. So next week, I'm going to give you a recap of my RRCA certification course, which is the Roadrunners Club of America certification to become a level one run coach. And I'm not trying to change careers at all. I love being an attorney, but I want to do this for three reasons. Number one, since I have this podcast, I felt like it would be a good idea to have a little bit more knowledge about the sport that I say I love so much and talk about so much. We always get lots of questions and I'm curious by nature. So there's that. Number two, the reason to do this for me is I do train for marathons and I still want to get a few PRs under my belt. So while I do have the best running coach on earth, Ron Tab, whom I want to give a shout out, he's a retired elite runner and he ran a 209 in the 80s. He also used to coach Mary Decker and Meb. So I feel like I'm in good hands, but I'm still, as I mentioned, curious and I want to know why I'm doing certain things. So I want to read those studies and why does what work, etc. And last but not least, I have two young children. And as they get older, I want to volunteer coach at these programs that they have for young girls and boys. The girls version is called Girls on the Run. And they teach young girls about not just running, but also self-image, self-confidence, and all those things that American kids seem to struggle with so much. I think they have an equivalent for boys too called Let Me Run, but I'm still researching that and I'm not sure if they allow female coaches or not. But anyway, so I think that would... um get me ahead of the game there a little bit. But yeah, so those are the reasons why I'm going to be taking these classes and I'm going to report back to you about what my thoughts are on this course, um, whether it's something of value or just another certification class where you just pay and get a certificate. And I really hope it's not the latter. But anyway, that's it until next week. I hope you guys stay healthy and have a good week of running. So I buy another pair Gonna run out of room for my gear My bank account disappeared this year Yes it did Got a pair for dry roads and one for wet trails I shop online and watch for the sales I ran this pair just a little too far But I'll wear them again for another PR 
Yes. Uh-uh. Yes. It's not gonna happen. Yes, it's gonna happen. Please. Pretty please. <laughs> 